Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. there bits of 13 so you played together in toronto in toronto um he was traded over uh from the seattle mariners for brandon league okay. um, so brandon for brandon yeah brandon okay. for brandon that's good and we hit it off instantly he's uh been one of my best friends in baseball um from day one that we met he was my catch partner in toronto he was my seat uh my what we call a seatmate in on the plane We'd what's, always that? Sit, what's that mean he'd sit next to me i never been on oh, sit next to him on the plane Brandon would be the guy. Wait, you don't that, get your own row on the private jet? Uh, no, it was well, it was two seats with the, and it's all for first class. The uh-huh. plane we had, and then obviously as time went on, yeah, we got a different plane. Whatever. Anyways, he sat next to me, and he was Brandon was always the one reading his book, and I was the one that I was passed out as soon as we'd take off. I was already asleep. Wait, wait, wait a baseball player reading books? Like, oh yeah, man. Hold I mean, on here, hold on. <laughs> like with big letters? <laughs> I don't even know, man. I mean, I never asked. Because I hate reading. I'm not a big reader. <laughs> but Brandon, I mean, he is the brains, you know. And he uh, obviously went to uh, Cal Berkeley. Cal Berkeley, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So he's reading books that uh, you've never heard of. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, like, it's probably like Nitschke. His brain some, is on another level. I bet you like economics books in there. <laughs> I, I guarantee you like the, either that or he's reading like The Atlantic, New Yorker, something like that. So, something crazy, man. But, um, you know, we were we uh, even now that I've been off of baseball, We've always maintained a good relationship, and even when he was down in L.A. with the Dodgers, um, you know, I was really happy to see his success there. And you know, obviously, we'll get into that. And so you two are around the same age. Uh, yeah, right. right I mean, yeah. yeah, let's bring him Brandon in. Morrow, I mean, Brandon, Major League pitcher Brandon Morrow. How old are you? Thirty-four. How old are you, Rick? Thirty-four. Oh, okay. So that's why. You, yeah, okay. but I think you were drafted a year younger than me, right? Yeah, I might be a little bit older actually. When's uh-huh. your birthday's in November? Yeah, I'm a little bit older, but All right. you're, you're behind in school. So you guys were like, I was a little hyperactive in kindergarten. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where'd you grow up, Brandon? 
Roner Park, California. It's about an hour north of San Francisco. Oh, you're a Bay wine, Area wine guy country. all day. Yeah, all day. Oh, wine country? Okay, yeah. we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So next time we have Brandon on, we go Napa and, yeah. and do the podcast there. there. there Let's you go. go Ricky Rowe with some rosé, with some car- rose, Cabernet. No, Cab, man. No rosé. Merlot, Merlot, whatever. <laughs> all right, so, so here's the Bay Area. Forget baseball. The Raiders? Raiders, Warriors, A's. Yeah. <laughs> Oakland teams, mostly. Really? So you're a big Ray- Ricky Henderson guy? Big Rick Anderson. Yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah, go to A's I, uh, games growing up? Huh? You go to A's games growing up? Yeah, we went to a lot of A's games. They were cheaper than Giants games and easier to get to. That was always like Little League days when they bring all the Little League teams out. We'd always It was always the A's. My grandparents were A's fans, and they used to get with a, like a bus company that take them up and down, like day trip in for elderlies and, uh, you know, go with them, roll the games. Um and my dad was an A's fan. My dad grew up in Alamo, which is like East Bay, uh, Walnut Creek area. So he was an A's fan always. So, yeah, it was in the blood. All right. So for me, Ricky Henderson, I loved him a little kid because he used to wear the Oakley blades. <laughs> and he wore the neon batting gloves. I'm 40. So you guys, I think you, you can still remember that, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ricky the was Bash Brothers and all that stuff. Yeah. Like when they played the Dodgers in, in 88, like as much as I liked the Dodgers as a little kid, I was like, damn, McGuire and... and and Canseco, and they're bashing the arms together, and they're doing that. Like, so that was your the, the people you looked up to. Yeah, yeah. A's, A's were great. I mean, my wheelhouse was more like early 2000s with like Giambi. Mulder, Hudson, Zito, oh, with all yeah. that pitching. Oh, yeah, that Giambi, those teams. The Moneyball ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moneyball teams. Right, yeah. right in that time. That's when like, I was in high school and stuff, and just, I mean, you got to watch a basically a Cy Young winner pitch right, every night. So it's awesome. This is the thing. I've never been to an A's game. I've always wanted to go because there's like 10 people there, right? <laughs> It's it, not that bad. I mean, it used to be better. They used to have the. They used to keep the uh, upper deck open, but you know they they closed yeah, they the whole upper deck. There, yeah, right? they they got it tarped off, which kind of brings the people down. It's believe not, believe it or not, though, when you go play in Oakland, it's loud, man, and they're rowdy. I know oh, they're yeah. rowdy. They'll, 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 they'll let the you know. Oh yeah, right? they'll let you know that you hear them. I mean, you definitely hear them. Really? Yeah, it's, it's different. It's kind. Of, it's it's almost more like a. I mean, you got that like. Bay Area kind of feel. It's a little different, little. There's some edge little to quirky, the Oakland fans, but yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. A little like edge. Giants fans are like, hey, you play in the organization? Ah, cool. Yeah, we'll, I we'll mean the game. Well, A's fans were like, hey, you better. Get, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, Oakland Raiders, Oakland A's. I mean, you yeah, know, it's that same kind of feel. It's 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 kind of more fan, right? like almost like collegiate like at, yeah. attitude and atmosphere. They'll they'll get on you and you know, you're throwing in the bullpen. They do that stupid like whoop whoop. <laughs> 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 like the whole time, I tell you, yeah, it's annoying. How hardcore a Raider fan are you? Um, off and on, pretty hardcore. I'm kind of, you know, last couple of years have been tough. You I sound mean, like CC Sabathia, man. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, I, I don't know what to think about them leaving, going to, to uh, Las Vegas. It's, uh, I might be a football free agent. Coming oh, up. oh shit! I might, hey, I might have well, to officially announce my free agency to right here. I mean, there's a team down the road, man. Hey, yeah, we, well, <laughs> the Niner fan. We got here? Jimmy G down there, you know. No, you can't no, do that. No, no. You can't do that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to root for the Santa Clara 49. <laughs> <laughs> this is right Sip now. some white wine. Well, no, actually, some white actually, wine. Some cheese I've seen a few uh, social state. media pictures where I can see where he's going with this. He's probably going to end up up north. Over there with that team in Seattle, you know. So, what was it, would it, would, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, and that way I can root against the Niners. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I got some boys that are Seahawks fans. So, yeah, my wife's from Seattle. So, just go against the Niners. I got my do. Marshawn Lynch jersey. There you go. Oh, you see? Wow. Marshawn went to Cal same time I was there. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So, did you ever hang out with Marshawn? I seen him in class. 
You did? Do it one or two times. What, what class was this? We were, we were both What we class there. did the athletes have? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no Skittles at that time, I don't think. Um, man, honestly, I was not a good student in college, so I, I couldn't tell you. He probably... Uh, he, I was probably maybe a little bit better attendance than him, but uh, <laughs> not too many more days in class. Like the, the friends I, I could I could never see that out of Brandon though. I'm, when he Being says, oh, I was, "Yeah, I wasn't." Well, you were telling me he's reading books. Now he's I, the best th- student. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, yeah, you, I don't want to disappoint you with the books, but that's like Lord of the Rings and you know <laughs> <laughs> those kind of books. I'm not I'm not reading any philosophy or anything. Oh, damn it! All right. So, uh, you stick with the Raiders here, just because there's people all hooked on it right now. Because you know the Mexicans love the Raiders. You wore. I, t- I met you at Dodger Stadium with J.P. and Sevilla. He's like, look at the socks. Look at the socks. I'm like, they're just baseball socks. He's like, no, look. You had freaking you the Raiders on socks yeah. on. You had the shield on. That's right. And like, I tweeted that, and I got I don't know how many retweets. Out of fuck yeah, that's my guy now. That's my guy. All of a sudden, everybody. <laughs> I had to play it up in L.A. too. You I had to. You I think um, <laughs> two only two guys in the at Toronto team during those years that I was we were there together. Uh, that were Raider fans, and that was him and uh, Casey Jansen. Yeah. Oh, Casey yeah. too. You oh, see yeah. that guy? Oh, Sergio Santos. Santos oh, was yeah. a Sergio. huge Raider fan. Yeah. So, but it was just always funny because they'd gang up on the lonely uh, 49er guy. <laughs> Everyone was always like, "How the fuck did they get you to be a? How are how are you a 49er fan?" I don't know, man. I just grew up with a huge there Steve was Young no fan. No team in LA when you grew up. Not really. And no, they were, I, no, they were gone. They well. Yeah, they, yeah were. they were. They left when I was in. You were in elementary where the teams left LA. Yeah. Like, you don't remember. And, and they I grew sucked up, when they I were. I just, little. Steve Young, Steve Young, Steve Young, you know. Oh, you left these on. Yeah. yeah. All stick together. I mean, Niners used to be good. Back in the day, well, they were good for sure, but they used to be more blue collar too back in the day when they played a candlestick and, yeah. and all that. I, you and do, I do miss teams. candlestick though. I, I, you know, even though it was dirty, dirty, grimy. different, you know. You, batteries at you. Going, but then I got to go watch a game there and you're like, wow, this this has got to. We've got to get blown up. Fenway feel, you know, where you walk into Fenway and you're like, wow, this is cool. Candlestick had that same, like, thing, you know, it was just different. And now you go to Santa Clara and it's just clean. Corporate. And, yeah. It's like you can actually buy stuff. You yeah. can use your ATM card. <laughs> you're not uh, waiting in line for two hours to go to the bathroom, you know, missing a whole quarter. <laughs> well, yeah, with, with yeah, they don't have the, the trough. The trough. Journals. And all <laughs> they had that there? Oh, yeah. yeah. No way. Yeah. I, I went in, uh, I flew into San Francisco one time with my kids. And I was like, look, my son's like eight, eight at the time. I'm like, look, we're going to drive by Candlestick. He's like, what's that? I'm like, you just got to go. They were knocking it down. Yeah. And it was like a month before it was completely gone. So I took a picture of that. The last time it says Candlestick up there. Mm-hmm. It was just the right field bleachers out there. Like, that <laughs> yeah, was it. It's, it's weird to see it gone now. It's gone. Completely yeah. empty. So if you're a baseball just be- fan or just Monday Night Football. there's so much history yeah. behind it. You know, the Giants, obviously. and yeah, Giants, uh, Dodgers. You yeah. hear Vince Kelly talking about the wind and the seagulls and mm-hmm. the left field. And no matter what, it was always cold. Yeah. I like, think uh, I've only been to a couple Giants games at Candlestick. I've been. I actually never been to a Raiders game in Oakland, um, but I've been to a couple Niners games in in San Francisco. I did some some work in high school, catering a little bit, and I, I got to go to a Monday night game one time with my pops. who took me down. Um, yeah, Candlestick was it's, Candlestick was awesome. So you went to Cal. Now, if you go to Cal, that means you're smart, right? Or you play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean I was a good. I was a good. Damn, student. I'll take everything back that I said about being <laughs> smart. Is, uh, no, I was a good student. This podcast <laughs> over. Like, okay, Cal is one of the most prestigious universities in the country. It is hard to get into if you have a four point five GPA, and you just said, "Ah, just play baseball." And you get in. Yeah, I mean, not that easy. Not that easy. I mean, I had a so three five smart. in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, school was easy in high school for me. So I just 
So you know. how did it how did it go about you being recruited to go to Cal? Is, was there any offers other than Cal that you? The only other trip I took was to was to Long Beach. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, which you was, go to Cal. <laughs> if you have a three point five, yeah, you I know just, what's going on. You know what's, You know the trip to Long Beach was a little different, um, and just the feel of it. You know, it's more of a commuter school. Yeah. Um, Old people there. The average age is twenty eight. Well, <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, I, no, I didn't know that, but yeah, it just just felt a little different. Cal, um, you know, everybody on campus got big, beautiful campus. Um, took me to a football game and and stayed with some of the guys and just it's hit it off with the coaching staff. So yeah, I mean, a little closer to home, which didn't really matter too much to me, but um, so you yeah, it just, it just seemed like Ricky. a better fit, better feel at the time. You could play against them. Well, he would have been. On, I mean, Long Beach State during those years had. Weaver and Weaver, Ramos, Vargas, yeah, um, you know Tulowitzki, Longoria. So you guys yeah, have been playing against each other on the freeway, yeah, on the Big West, mm-hmm. Big West. Yeah. What, for people, what's it like playing at a major university like that? That's academically hard. I know you said you weren't a good student, but you still got to get the job done in the classroom. Yeah, but um, there's ways around it. <laughs> I mean, it's you get you get in what you you know you get out what you put in, right? Uh-huh. So. There, there was known classes that are a little bit easier. So kind of the, the routine, you, I would take a lot of credits early, and then you kind of feel it out, see what classes you're doing well in, and drop the ones you're going to fail. Sounds like Or me. that you didn't want to go to <laughs> or whatever. I was doing in the junior college. See, I could have done in the Cal, too. Yeah, and then, and then you could also take classes past no pass. So if you, fa- if you got a no pass in that, it wouldn't count towards your GPA. So you change your grading from like, you know, regular standard letter grading to pass, no pass. And then if you end up not passing it, then it didn't count towards it. So you had, you had to pass like 13 credits or something like that. You had to take like 13 credits worth. We're going to get you there. Cal's a different university. It's, yeah, but no, it was, it very, was, I mean, it's a trip there. It's, it's, it's a different world. The people there, you know, some people walk to class naked. There, Brandon you was, can express yourself any way you want to Cal. Was, was, uh, was Aaron Rodgers there when you were there? Aaron Rodgers was there. Yeah. yeah he, he knows was, you? He was, uh, no, I, I didn't, uh, I don't think we ever crossed paths in class or, or socially. A little older though, right? He's what, just maybe what, a year. A year. Uh, he was he was there my first two years, um, yeah. yeah, and then he was drafted in 05, Okay, I believe. You yeah. know. So so those I mean during those years I mean, Cal football team was pretty decent, right? Oh, they were great. We had yeah Aaron Rodgers, um, starting quarterback Marshawn Lynch is my year. Um, Deshaun Jackson was oh, yeah. came Long in Beach the Pauly. next year. Um, J.J. Arrington was the running back my freshman oh, year. Uh, yeah. Started over Marshawn before Marshawn took over. Um, and defensively, um, Brandon Meebane, Namdi Azamwe. Like, they had some – I mean, they had some guys. Azamwe was a – he went to the Raiders. He was a Rams uh, – Niners also. Raiders. And then he went to the Niners yeah. after yeah. Yeah. Namdi Azamwe went to yeah. Norbon Azamwe played for the Raiders. And Meebane uh, went to Crenshaw. Oh, shoot. City yeah, guys. so they had some – They know me. No. Yeah, they had, <laughs> so did you grow up saying, hey, I want to be a pro baseball player? Um, I don't, I don't know if I ever looked that far ahead. I mean, yeah, but you know, like we all say like, I want to be, yeah, yeah, everybody says it, but I don't know if it was like, you know, something that, uh, that I said every day or, you know, would, you know. So when did you realize that, Hey, I can make money out of this? Well, because I mean, I was telling Beto I, early on in your college career, it's like, it probably took you a while to kind of find your who you were right as a pitcher and then I was a I was a gradual bloomer too. I wouldn't say I was a late bloomer but gradual bloomer 
um, I threw 86 to 90 my senior year in high school, so I wasn't, you know, a huge prospect. I got drafted out of high school in the 40th round by the Angels. So you're going um, to college. Obviously, you're going to go to school at that point. Um, and then my freshman year, I think I had a seven and a half my freshman year and maybe a nine my sophomore year. Um, ERA? Wow. Yeah, just growing into, you know, being a college pitcher. My, my sophomore year is when my velocity jumped, so I was throwing. I played in the Cape. Um, you know, I had good summers both, both years. The, the first year was fun, and, and, you know, I wasn't much of a prospect, but my velocity started to tick up a little bit. In the fall, um, playing games and stuff, you get a little stronger. You get in the weight room. And that spring, my first start, I hit 97. My third Jeez. start, I was hitting 99. Whoa. So kind of unbelievable. You know, I didn't think I would ever – you know, throw that hard. I was skinny little kid, 6'2", <laughs> 175 pounds, 180 maybe at that point. Um, well, and, then, and then I had to sit out the rest of the year because my shoulder was killing me because I had that big velocity jump. I just couldn't handle it physically. Um, went to the Cape again and closed and, and kind of, you know, that's when the scouting and stuff picked up because I was closing. For, those, yeah. for our listeners that don't know, the Cape Cod is a summer league where all the high prospects yeah. go if you're not playing for Team USA. And... I mean, it's a prestigious league, yeah. and a lot of guys, like Brandon said, you can make a name for yourself. You know, you hear Evan Longoria, he was a guy that made a name for himself in the Cape Cod League when he tore it in half, you know? Yeah, so, that same uh, year. Yeah. Was it the same year? Yeah, that, that year, our, our I, I can't remember which team he played. Uh, I think he played for Chatham. Um, our all-star team was, like, ridiculous. I, I think three innings or four innings in a row, it was like there wasn't a pitch thrown under 97. It was like <laughs> Linscombe threw two, then Andrew Miller threw one, then I threw one, and Daniel Bard threw one. It was These just college studs? Was, it's college you know, studs. Throwing that, 96 to 100. That are not, Cape is like the best league. I mean, there's summer leagues. There's that are not playing for Team USA. Yeah. So you're just like, whoa, like, you know, these guys go there and they're like. To get exposure. But yeah. The, the, and, the only thing I know about the Cape Cod is uh, Ryan Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass Freddie Prince ladder. Leave the no hitter for Jessica Beal. Like, you don't leave a no hitter for the girl. I know Freddie Prince. So I always I'll tweet with him every now and then like, hey, summer catches on. Hopefully uh, Ryan Dunn doesn't leave the no hitter this time. And he's like, it's always, bro, Jessica Beal. It's Jessica Beal. You would too. So that, but that's the when I talked to Freddie because they went out there and they filmed it. They followed the people around one summer when they were seeing what it's like and they, they were scouting it. That Cape League is very interesting because he's playing these small towns. In, on the Cape, on Cape Cod, mm-hmm. and you live with people in that town. Yeah, host families. The host families, yeah. and then you're playing games, and like everybody comes out, right? It's like it kind of. Yeah, like, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. I stayed with the same host family both years I was out there. I was on the same team, um, got really tight with them. Still, you know, uh, I haven't been to Boston in a few years, but I used to always have them out to to Boston when we play the Red Sox yeah. when when we were playing in Toronto. Ricky's probably met um, met them just outside the door there. Um, yeah, it's it's a really old league and really prestigious and and a lot of fun. You get to and work little baseball camps in the morning and play oh your yeah? game every night. Yeah. And Beto, you know how we talk about? I mean, that everyone takes a different road. Yeah. And you know, our two guests that we had prior to Brandon, completely different roads. And him explaining like, hey, I I struggled my first two years of college at Cal. Then I head to the Cape Cod, make a name for myself. My velocity starts jumping. Now I'm in the mix to be a prospect you yeah know? And, and scouts are starting to come out watch me bam you know fucking second overall third fifth 
Fifth. Fifth, o- you fifth, overall. fifth overall pick. Yeah. That, this is after struggling two, co- well, that's two where, college years. Thought, when did you think, hey, I can make some money doing this? Because if you're um, struggling your first even, year. I mean, probably not even until that season started, that college really? season. Because now kids are like 14, like, man, look, here's what I'm going to ask for when I get drafted. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And you're like. Well, there's not, I mean, this is 2000 and. Four two thousand five. Yeah. That's summer two thousand five. Was the second year I was there. So there's no social media. I mean, the internet is not as accessible as it was. So you yeah. can't like you know. There's not articles being written about you. The only thing you got is Baseball America. Baseball America. Like, yeah. You know, that's, that's where you would go look. Yeah, yeah. I feel like every college kid, you would go and look there. Where, where, where am I rank? Where am I rank? You know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know where I started that year, but the first the first weekend. So college season started. I, I didn't like play in the fall because I was just. Uh, getting ready for the season, they, they, I was going to be the ace, so they were just building me up. Um, and first college weekend opening series, we were in Irvine, and I threw six perfect innings with 12 punch-outs, sitting, Jeez. you know, 96 to 100 Wait, the two years game. before that, you couldn't to 100, even get field, dude. right? Huh? Two years before that, you were just struggling to get an inning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, um, I was the only freshman that traveled, so, I mean, I was – with them, yeah. and but you know, throwing a mop up inning here, starting on Tuesday, um, which is not what you want to do in college. You want to pitch Friday, game. yeah, midweek game, midweek game stuff. It's a, it's a grind. <laughs> it really is. It, those games are the the ones that are just yeah, everyone so, striking. So the scouts ass. are like, whoa! Who, I, ha- I had that game. I mean, and I remember an article that was just like right after that. That like, you know, is the biggest. You know, they they like rank the draft guys like every week at that what, point. What, out. what do you feel that? made your velocity jump though like what what i wish i could say i i honestly don't know i think it's just a uh you know getting older stronger more mature you you're when you get to college then you're practicing baseball every day yeah. and you kind of your life starts to revolve around it rather than in high school you're still you know practicing but you're not no. in the weight room with the team every yeah. day and and i didn't go to a high school that like had a strength program for for their baseball team. Yeah, the, like the football team did it and yeah. stuff, but it, it wasn't like a big sports program. So you, and I think he hits it right on the money. I mean, it's it's one of those things once you start committing to it because when I came out of high school too, I mean, 85, 86, 87, you know, if that. And next thing you know, by the time I, I, I left, I'm 92, 93. I'm not hitting 100 like this guy, but you're at 93, 96. 94, 95, <laughs> you know, and you're hitting it, but you're like, you look back, you're like, how the fuck did I do that? Yeah. You know, I, you wish you can put like a blueprint out there, but you, baseball starts becoming your life and you start thinking like, okay, this can be my job and you start committing to it a little bit more and a little bit more and you're in the weight room, you're getting stronger, you're playing long catch now and, and next thing you know, you start seeing results on the on the mound. So they call, you get drafted fifth overall? Yeah. By who? By the Mariners. They call you that day. Where yeah, right you? when it's happening. I mean, we Did we you were, think you were going higher at, 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 during draft day? Were you like, or you think you were going lower, or was Seattle the team that you knew you were going to? I didn't know until right before, probably like right before the pick, probably. Okay. Because they're they don't they didn't have much time in between. It's not <clears> the same <throat> as it is now. I don't know what the time is they give them now, but it was like a ri- an internet radio broadcast. Yeah, that's exactly. It wasn't even any <laughs> video. I don't think. Like so, we just had it on the laptop. On the or laptop. On yeah. The, I don't even know if we had a laptop. We probably had we, it on the you know desktop computer in yeah. my dad's little closet office and had it going. And um, my agent, who's still my agent now, uh, Joel, calls me and is like, "All right, like 
the first four picks or whatever, they're all kind of locked in with their with their. Who's first pick? Justin Upton. No, oh, no, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait. no, that's the year. That's, that's my year. Uh, Luke Hochevar. Two thousand four, right? John six. 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 Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Ricky, you were Justin Upton. Luke Hochevar, yeah. Greg Reynolds, uh, Evan Longoria, Brad Lincoln, and then me. Oh yeah. And they kind of uh, they said like. They've all kind of made deals with the teams leading up to you. Um, Seattle wants to make a deal. Uh, you know, I said, I'll, whatever the guy last year got, I'll take that. So they said, no. <laughs> 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 I'm good. I'm good. I, we'll signed. make this easy here. Yeah. Wait, how much money is it? Oh, yeah. Fuck it. Let's go. What yeah. did you get last year? All right. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah. It was I got uh, whatever Ryan Braun got the year before. You know who went after you? Right after me? Right after you. Um, who was Miller 6? Andrew Miller. And then, and then Clayton. Then Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. Like stud arms coming through there. Yeah. Well, there's also guys, I mean, well, the number one me that didn't, two didn't, didn't pan out. Greg yeah. Reynolds had some injury issues. I think he got a little big league time. Uh, Brad, Brad Lincoln um, had some big league time. And, and he actually was with some the Blue success. Jays for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. He came up with the Blue Jays um, for a few But, years. you know, in the long term, didn't pan out. Obviously, there's a couple guys ahead of me that did. And. You know, I'm sure plenty of guys after me that there's uh, some guys you guys played too. with in that same draft class, first round. Travis Snyder, yeah, oh yeah, 14th, and uh, Kyle Drabeck. Dra- oh yeah, Dre Goose, Dre Goose, Dre Goose. <laughs> coming out of tra- class. Tra- it's funny because we're gonna have Travis later on uh, uh, on another episode. Yeah, so it'd be good. So you, how, what were you thinking? Where were you at? Like you said, you were with your dad, but. Did it hit you like? Did, did, did it hit you? Did, did it hit you like? Damn, I'm gonna be a fucking millionaire here in a few in a few days. <laughs> Probably not. I'm sure. I'm sure it didn't. I mean, you know why? Because I I I, 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 I told the hundred bucks in my wallet before that. So you know, I mean, how much did you have in your wallet? Oh, I don't, <laughs> not a hundred dollars. Probably. I tell, I tell, we I, always ask the question, I, to everybody, and like, uh, no Ramirez was like, I think I had negative fifty three. <laughs> Rick's like, yeah. I didn't have a bank account. Yeah, like, it just changes you. Yeah, I mean, I because I remember yeah. after my last college game, we lost to ASU in the Super Regionals, and you know, I'm crying. It's my last college game. I walk out, and my mom's like, Why are you crying? You're about to be a millionaire in a couple of days. <laughs> we, I'm like, we, I'm we like, thanks, it. mom. Thanks for your sympathy. Yeah. Hey, hey, she's smart though. That's why she's wise. That's why she's wise. But so, where were you? Your whole family around you? Like, yeah, yeah, my whole family was there. Um, cool. Yeah, uh, I've, there's a picture of me uh, hugging my grandma and mom on the on the cover of the newspaper and stuff. So that's cool, man. Yeah. At your high school, was there like stud athletes coming out of there too, or anything like that? In that neighborhood you grew up. No, my high school is definitely not known for its athletics. Um, so they made a big deal about you in your neighborhood? Not really. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it's just. <laughs> I, I, hey, Brandon's the most laid back guy. Hey, I don't make a big man. deal about myself. Yeah, yeah I know he, you don't, but he, he, hey, you know this. All of, little, hey, all of a sudden, everybody's like, hey, I played Little League with him. We were on the A's together. Well, so the draft is in June, so high school's already out. Oh, okay. Right, so it's not like you're going back to school and everybody knows you've been drafted and like. I was like, you were at Cal. Right, right. I remember. I remember a few times they wanted to do features on me and him in Toronto, and it's like we'd look at each other like, "Fuck!" Like, nah, yeah, man, now you guys that are doing a podcast. Us, you know? That ain't yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, that ain't tough. us. I mean, we still. I mean, still don't do that. They just. We just had picture day the other, like on a Wednesday or something. Like, you know, all right. Well, it's time for all the stupid questions that they ask you. I'm like, oh, they play on the video boards pass. and all. Oh, yeah. you know, I just, oh, wait, you can pass on this. Those? Can now. <laughs> I mean, when you're a vet, you can do whatever yeah. the fuck you want. It's the yeah. ones where, like, they have you play the game, and then they play on the big board and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, all the, you know, who's 
you know, who's the worst dresser on the team? Yeah. Who's, who's like all the stuff when you go to a game and you see in between that's inning all stuff, filmed during spring training, awesome. like on one yeah. day, right? In front yeah. of green yeah. screen. Yeah. So you can pass on this. So salty vets can shit. do that. Yeah. Good for you. But so we're not going to see you play the hat shuffle game or anything like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Plus, I mean, Chicago Cubs. I'm. They don't need me. They got plenty of big boys to do that. Eh, I guess that Bryant guy. Joe Madden would do they it. They got a couple guys, yeah. Joe, Joe Madden will take Joe care do it. of it. Joe, yeah. Joe, I love Joe. Back when he was a bench coach, I used to, when he was a bench coach for the Angels, I used to like, when I was a radio producer, he'd always go, hey, let me know you want me on the show. No problem, Joe. And I'm like, you know, one day you'll be a manager. Joe's a good interview. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Hey, Joe, how you feeling? Hour-long podcast, just from one one statement. <laughs> he's the best. Uh, so you're, you, what was your struggle like in the minors? Did you shoot through? Did you get to the majors right away? What was that like? Uh, Yeah, I... Uh so I went to rookie ball right after I signed. I went to rookie ball. I had, uh, I think, 12 innings in rookie ball because um, I, I had a little bit of a sore elbow after the college season. So I went to, went to rookie ball, did mostly rehabbing while pitching a little bit there, 12, 12 innings there. Then I made uh, a start in high A. Um, I threw three perfect innings in my start in high A. Then in my bullpen, my elbow was sore. So I went back to Arizona um, to work out and worked out the rest of the uh, off season and then uh, I made the big league team in spring training. Not very much minor league yeah, time. So, okay, yeah, so, hey, that, how was the grind? I didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was getting to. Hey, I mean, those 15-hour hey, bus rides, yeah, I wouldn't. So, so Bra- I mean, Brandon came up. Uh, awesome. What year did you make your debut? 07. 07. 07, man. So think about that. He's It's 2019 now, so he's seen the – old school versus the new school yeah it's changed I mean, like the, we were talking about he, before the I'm podcast sure he, started how the you have the rap soda machines and all the technology yeah. but not even there. that the just the clubhouse the way it's it's what different you, you know i mean just veterans taking control over a clubhouse and how i'm sure it's different nowadays you know these these guys that come up to the big to the big leagues are so highly touted and they're built up before they even throw a pitch well, or true. well that's what we're saying with like social media and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah it's, it's like, just, yeah it's crazy and how many people cover the minor leagues and and the hype that these guys can people know there'll yeah. be like reports on what's going on in a ball like yeah i don't care about a ball like yeah. i was at the aussie gee in line why are you fucking asking me about a guy in the minors he's not gonna help me right now i'm not gonna be here when he comes up which is true for ozzy yeah. <laughs> he got fired but uh, but that's the attitude too from a lot of fans like the prospects, they want the prospects. They're going to always tout them. It's but the next you hot ask thing. a big leaguer about any and you prospect, even know, right? and they probably have no idea. You yeah, just, no. You, you just have no idea. You're like, oh, really? Oh, cool. I mean, yeah, there might be that one guy, you know, for example, yeah. Matty Guerrero Jr. Everyone knows who he is. Yeah. Well, but there wasn't MLB Network either, that, right? Like, yeah. MLB Network didn't come around. Yeah, we're going to and, that's, and that's, it's what year? it's 2007. So, so that's 12 years ago, man. It's not even that far back, you know, yeah, but it's crazy how much has changed. There's not the. TV show where it's the hundred top prospects right now mm-hmm. or whatever, where they just list off all the, all these guys and they see themselves on TV and then you start feeling the hype on yourself and then, you know, everybody else gets wind of it and the fans know who you are because they yeah. saw you on TV when you come to play and yeah, I mean, different now. How, I mean, you don't have to say any names and you don't have to really get into it, but like, how is it different when, like, remember Rick, you said the first day you got to majors, you, you were like quiet, you oh, don't yeah. say nothing. But now I, when I've been now, in the clubhouses, guys walk in, they're like a little strut and they have a crew following them around, well, like the and think, cameras think, around. Think about, think about Brandon, different. though. I mean, and I'm sure he got some shit over it. He's a, he's a bonus baby. He hasn't really spent a lot of time in the minors, and now he's in the big leagues. I'm sure guys were probably a little tough 
on you? Not like in the sense that I actually had it really good. I will say <laughs> I had it really good. Yeah. Hey, the bus um, tough. Hey, everybody give him a hug. They took they took you to Masters. Yeah, no, they were good. But I also I also did what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I minded my own business. Uh, I didn't sit on the couches. Hey, there yeah. you go. That was, that was the thing then. You weren't supposed to sit on the couches. Don't let me see you be comfortable. <laughs> like, don't act comfortable. Just do your shit. Keep your head down. You know, and you perform do that. I on mean, the field. Don't say stupid stuff. You know, I do whatever I, they tell don't you. Don't do interviews. I, w- I wouldn't say I had it hard either. I mean, because I know I knew what to do. I wasn't gonna be dumb to go sit on the couches, open your mouth. Okay, be loud. Look, you can't sit on the damn couch. It's just it can now. You yeah. can it, now. It's kind of yeah. Well, well, and and I agree with it. I think people you want you want guys to be comfortable when they come, right? You yeah. want guys to be comfortable and perform, so you want them to feel comfortable in the clubhouse. You want the yeah, but not too comfortable. You gotta pay a little, dude. They're on, they're on the team. You want them to be part of the, part of the squad. You know, you want them to feel that, and and you know, you don't want guys to. There's I'm so not saying much, there's so much stress in the game. You don't want them to have the stress of like some asshole veteran like coming down on you for. It's true. Really nothing. Yeah. I mean, guys used to pick on guys all the time just for nothing, I just because they got the power because they're the veteran guy. I would see it. Like, early on in my reporting career, in the mid-2000s, I would see it like, whoa. That's, that's what I knew, learned quickly. Don't sit on the couch. I thought you saying they didn't have couches, but if you, would st- if you would watch the TV, one of the vets in the corner would be like, why are you watching the TV? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just sitting here. Like, yeah. like, the TV's in front of me. There's only one. Like, yeah. there's little things like that, which I never understood. I, I get, you want to kind of earn it. But damn, don't be a jerk. But still, though, hey, you guys should be the couch. It's just for you. Did That's what I say. Keep the couch for did you. Did you you got to play with Griffey? Yeah, no nine when he oh, came wow. back. I played a year with Griffey. All right. He, that, he that, I mean, he took Freddie Prince deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like most of us here in this room would say that he was a everyone. Everyone looked up to him as a little kid. Everybody you know? He was everybody's do, favorite player. Yeah. He would. Everybody would do like that left-handed wiggle. Yeah. Like we were watching Carlos Pena announcing, and he was doing like the little Griffey wiggle. Was it? Was it pretty? Was that a pretty cool? Like when you're watching him in the clubhouse, and you're like, "Whoa! I, I used to watch this guy in freaking high school." You know? Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, when we found out he was coming back, it was like the biggest deal ever. <laughs> yeah. I even got to go out one night with him in spring training. Did he took, you? took like a bunch of young guys, like. Uh, I can't remember. Matt Tuiasa Sopo and myself, my my buddy that was living with me, got to come. So we got on this party bus and went out with Griffey. And how awesome no is that? Hey, he was a man. <laughs> we'll leave it at that best. right there. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing. There honestly no good stories out of that other than I was we got to go him. to like, and he just hung out. I mean, it's not like shit was going down, but then we went with him, went back, and I mean, which it was awesome. I, but he was he was great. He was super personable. You know. Um, Mess around with a bunch of guys. He was like the only dude that would like fuck with Ichiro. So that was <laughs> no <hilarious>. way. <laughs> oh yeah, like run up behind him and like tickle him, like getting in his ribs and stuff. Because Ichiro, like you don't you don't look his way, right? Like no, I mean he was Ichiro's nice. He's oh, just he? like yeah, um, but so locked in. Yeah, you know what I mean, like so routine oriented. You just didn't want to get in his way with that. But he'll give you a, you know pass him in the hall, give you a head nod, Brandon. All right, you know. <laughs> you keep going. You're like, all right. And he speaks English, huh? Yeah. See, I always tell people that, and nobody ever believes me. They're like, "E. Trill's never done." I'm like, look. And he the other do thing that interviews. people don't believe, the other thing that, that people don't believe is that I've heard he. I never saw it, but that his batting practice is incredible. Oh his yeah, batting practice is incredible. Crazy. We used to stand. I, saw, I used uh, to watch it. Me and JJ Putz would stand in like a couple different spots, right along the right field line and we wouldn't move the whole time and see if he could hit us because every ball was like yanked down the line and half of them were probably homers 
and he would just yank stuff down the line, which he never did in the games. The games no. almost everything yeah. was like you he, know, he was a pest at the plate. You I got would, you got to face him, right? Yeah, yeah I faced him a few times too. Yeah, and he damn pest. You man. hated facing him. Oh right? man, you, I, I don't know how many times I had him with two strikes, and good luck. Good luck. In Anaheim, I knew he was there, so I would go there early to watch BP just to make sure I got it. And it was same what we were talking about because Jose Moda told me, he's like, watch Ichiro, his preparation. That, a lot was, of people said he could have done a home run derby if and he probably would, wanted it. to. And he would like, <laughs> every, every round was just spray, spray, spray. Then every now and then he, one round would just unload and yeah. then yeah. spray, spray, spray. It and wasn't like huge power. Like, I mean, no. we could, you know, Safeco, you could watch guys hit it off the, off those windows in, in right field and, um, Ichiro just, you know, homer, homer, five feet, ten feet pass, one foot pass, you know, whatever. But they were all line drive homers, not the towering, yeah. you know, power. He's yeah, like Josh the Hamilton in a home run derby or whatever. But, you know, he could have competed in a home run derby for sure. Brandon. Right? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever have a conversation with him? Um, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know, like a sit down in depth yeah, yeah, yeah. convo. Probably not. See? That's because like, I tell you the ink people are like, no no like he does but if he does an English interview he's gonna get bombarded by like people like me every damn day he's so he's funny <laughs> well, he he just he he wants to be so precise with what he's saying that's why I always use the interpreter right because he didn't want to be misinterpreted oh. if maybe just like the yeah. connotation got wrong or you know he's he's actually got a really good sense of humor too so maybe if he tried like a sarcastic joke maybe it wouldn't go over. Well, whatever, but he's got pretty good yeah. comedic. Tony Hunter said he'll motherfuck you like no out. other. He's like, that guy could cuss up a storm. <laughs> so when you get to the big leagues, all the other stuff, you're going and you're pitching and you're doing well, then you start bouncing from team to team. How does that like keep you locked in and driven? Like you play with the Seattle, you play with Toronto, you play with the Padres, you play with the Dodgers. You, you, we whine a little bit. He, so he gets traded to Toronto and he's, you know, um, I like that you're taking over the show. Seasons? I like that. I like that, Ricardo. Those are five years. Five years. Five years. And then after that, minor league, sign a minor league deal with the Padres? I signed a major league deal with the Padres that year in 15. My last year in Toronto was 14. Um, that's the year I, I tore my finger. Um, and I had, a, I had an option and they didn't pick it up. Made me a free agent. I signed a major league deal with the Padres. Made five starts for them. And then uh, went on a deal with the shoulder. And I ended up having shoulder surgery in August. Oh. And, I, and then, uh, so I had shoulder surgery in August, and I got valley fever that winter. That's right. So valley yeah. fever is like fungal pneumonia. That's right. I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, you I only, remember you, when I was It's here. only in like arid climates, right? So it's like a, a fungus that's kind of dormant in the soil. And they were doing ground construction, few hundred yards from my house. I mean, maybe that's where it came from. And, and I started feeling sick. I, I went out to see were the 200,000 cases a year. Yeah. I mean, it's San Joaquin Valley named after San Joaquin Valley and Arizona, really the only couple places that you could, uh, get it really resolves within months. What the I took fuck? pills for eight months for it. That's crazy. What? Man. Yeah, that's crazy. I took, pills How do you all, feel? The way, all the way into August, like shit. You feel, I felt like, uh, so the day I signed my minor league deal to go back with the Padres, I came home and started feeling like I had the flu. Next day, treated it like the flu. Um, the day after that, I went into urgent care, and they diagnosed me with pneumonia because uh, it presented like pneumonia. They did chest x-ray, presented like pneumonia, um, gave me some cough pills um, and something else, probably antibiotic or something. Um, 
felt better for maybe a couple of days or it plateaued for a couple of days, whatever you're sick and then got way worse. And, um, I mean, I couldn't go take a piss and come back without being out of breath. Shut up. Feeling like I was going to die right there. I mean, I was, I was on, I was like basically bedridden couch, bed, bed, couch for three weeks. I had to see a, uh, so I got, when I went back to urgent care, I got in, in contact with, um, the, the trainer in, in, with the Padres and he got me in contact with one of the team doctors in Peoria, went out to see him. Uh, you know, he was worried about Valley fever. So they, uh, had me do the blood test, which takes like a week or 10 days to culture and come back. So I couldn't like officially find out until yeah, then. this is all right around Christmas. Yeah. So I like, got it wrong. It's about 10,000 cases a year. That's how rare it is. Yeah. And then when you Google it, it doesn't give you a Wikipedia. It goes straight to the Center for Disease Control. Like, this is... <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, like, there's like survivor websites. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm looking through this. Like, like survivor communities. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I saw a pulmonary specialist and got on the pills, finally, after, like, three weeks of dealing with this. Um, it was all right around Christmas. So the pulmonary guy was, was out of the office until, like, January 2nd. When they first called, they were like, oh, we can't get you in until, like, you know, February 3rd. I was like, you know, I'm going to die by then. So <laughs> I had to get, get the uh, – luckily, you know, big leagues afford you a lot of, uh, a lot of opportunities, and, and being able to text your doctor is one of them. So, you know, I get back in contact with the doctor. He's like, fuck that. we got to get you in. Um, yeah, it's so a, I it's saw a him common, commonly misdiagnosed. Yeah. People usually have to come back after two weeks to get a second checkup and then that's when to discover it. Well, think about like, it if you fuck. get it if so you get it on vacation down here and you go back to like Minnesota, somewhere where they don't diagnose no. that where Holy you can't where you fuck. can't get it there. You get it by breathing the air. Yeah. It's just fungus floating in the air. What the fuck? That's crazy. So, yeah, I lost I lost 10 pounds after surgery cuz you can't do much. I lost another 15 um, during my bout with valley fever. Um, came back and I was actually full participant in spring training, even though I looked like I just, you know, was on my deathbed, which I was for three weeks. And um, See, this is little stuff that pe- people don't wait, know. Because in know, December, and, and that's when you're, like, getting ready for the season, of right? Course. Like you're like, getting, of course. Of course. You kind of start, yeah, you start doing some, some stuff. And you're, you can't even go to the bathroom. Yeah, it was right when, I got to, right when I got to 60 feet throwing. And then, so I wasn't able to progress past that. I hadn't been in the gym one day, like, the whole time because I couldn't lift because... You know, I was just rehabbing. Um, so I went in just like if you basically had sat on the couch for four months right after the season and was like, hey, I'm here, guys. Yeah, usually a spring training is like, oh, I'm in the best shape of my life. Yeah, yeah no, oh, I was yeah, in the I worst shape you could possibly get. <laughs> this is going into Padres. Yeah, my second year there. Minor league deal. Minor league deal. Okay. Yeah, so. so you signed minor league deal there and a minor league deal with the Dodgers, right? Yeah, right yeah back to back okay. years because I was still trying to start. So I made two starts in high A, two starts in double A, two starts in triple A, and just was too weak. Like I didn't get to complete my rehab really, even though I was full participant in spring training, I was probably just, I should have just rehabbed only really and just pushed it back. But it worked out because that's when I transitioned to being a full-time reliever. I went back to Arizona because I sucked. I was getting hit around in 11, 15 games in double A. It was terrible. Um, so I went back, got to work out for a month and a half. Um, went, to AAA as a reliever right after the All-Star break and uh, 
about mid-August. I was over it, told him I didn't want to go on any more AAA road trips. Either call me up or I'm going home. <laughs> and they called me up, thank goodness. And he was a chihuahua. That's I was a chihuahua. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. a chihuahua. I, I, believe me, I, I already know that he was a chihuahua, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of the best nicknames in all of baseball. El and I also I got the ring to prove it. If it <laughs> oh, you were on that team? Yeah. Shh, I mean, <laughs> for, yeah, I win a ring in AAA. That's cool. But for the um, Chihuahuas, hell yeah. Oh yeah, it's sick. It's got you know, it's got little Chico on on the top of the ring. Does it really? A, yeah. <laughs> I got ring? it somewhere. I'll, I'll find the picture. <laughs> the ring has the damn dog on it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Get the major league logo. Again, it, going yeah. back um, to when we were teammates, I have a funny story, and I don't know if Brandon minds if I'm telling it or not. Sorry, we can obviously delete. We can Brand- delete. Brandon, say it, and we'll for, delete for, it later. Maybe for those those that don't know, and he's pretty outspoken about it. He's obviously uh, diabetic, um, which doesn't help when you have valley fever either. <laughs> so um, one one day, uh, and I'm sure you remember this story in Toronto. <laughs> he's coming off a rough outing, and he chugs his fucking glove, and I think he glove got caught or something and on his insulin pump insulin pump goes flying everywhere and if you go down in the tunnel and before you hit the clubhouse in toronto it's pretty wide open so we spent like three four innings looking for the pump we were up on the roof there's a ladder there's like a ladder and we were up on the roof looking for this pump for his insulin pump for like i'm telling you, like three or four innings it was it was pretty funny though it was i was just like after yeah, i, I mean that not funny because obviously he was pissed but after a while he kind of looked at me he's like fucking kidding me man i wait <laughs> I, I think it was my glucometer not my pump oh thank goodness, yeah but what's the glucometer it's what you, you prick your you prick your finger and put the blood on the strip and it reads your blood oh, sugar. okay yeah so which you kind of need that that thing's taken some abuse over the years <laughs> <laughs> but I've, had, I've gone through a few of them wait you could just leave the dugout like that like well i mean after the inning's over yeah it's like you know. the the tunnel in toronto uh quote-unquote tunnel is you you exit down and then you're like Underneath the stands, it like opens up and the stands rotate in Toronto oh, okay. to like change the layout. And you're for looking for this things. tiny little thing. Yeah, <laughs> it, en- it ends up being like I remember it ended up being like wedged under. So there's like basically like train tracks yeah. that the that the uh, stands like roll around on. It was like wedged underneath one of the wheels. <laughs> like how like the we hell were like crawling for know, this thing. How many yeah. people? Just you two? Yeah, us two. Yeah, us two. So like, I'm just saying, what if? And there's this game going on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what if somebody just walks by like, hey, what the fuck? Like, yeah. yeah. Hey, don't worry, man. I'm, I'm looking for some shit right don't here. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we were up <laughs> on the your own business, yeah. people. Thing well, that leads into the, the, you have type 1 diabetes? Yeah. So you wear a pump when you pitch? I don't wear it when I pitch. Oh, you don't? Um, no, I just uncli- it unclips super easy. You can see it right here. It's just connected right there, and it just. You take it off. There it goes, yeah. So you, when did you get diagnosed with this? Uh, January of 2003. It was I was 18. It was my senior year in high school. What the? So you were here thinking you're like in the best shape. You're good, and then yeah, I was I was working out like like trying to, you know, that's when I started like all right, like I'm gonna go to college. I had already signed to go to college, uh-huh. so and I wanted to have a a good senior year in high school. So I'm working out, um, really hard in the fall. You know, I'm skinny little kid. I'm taking like. You know, weight gain, weight gainer, weight three thousand. Like it's got like the, yeah. eighty grams of sugar in it, so I'm basically killing myself all fall when I'm diabetic but undiagnosed at that point. Um, and I like, how the hell am I losing weight? Like working out, like I have no weight to lose. How the hell am I losing weight while I'm working out? And luckily, I, I was I, I was complaining about my symptoms at baseball practice um, early early in the year, January, like conditioning for baseball and. One of my buddies 
you know, heard all my heard all my complaints. It was like I was getting up like eight times a night to piss because when the sugar sits in your bloodstream, it be, it it becomes they're called ketones, and they become poisonous to your body, and, and you urinate and and get rid of them. So I'm pissing like eight times a night. I'm chugging like I'm so dehydrated from it. I'm chugging like ten bottles of water, um, just all all these different little things that you would never put together unless you knew. And he's like, dude, I just did like a, net, a you know, research project on diabetes. You should probably check that out. So Wait, this is your high school teammate. Yeah. Who, Joe Slater. Joe Slater is now a doctor for you that day. <laughs> Joe <laughs> Slater actually works, uh, at Cal in the, uh, in the athletics department. Okay. There you go. So, like, yo, cause you don't, when you're in high school, you're on the baseball team. It's like, dude, you got cancer, dude. Like you make it all these stupid jokes, and you make your dude. I think you broke something. I think like this guy's like no, like legit. Like hey, you know, I just did a paper, and uh, I think you might be diabetic. Yeah. So, <laughs> WebMD that night. Check, 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 check. I got all the symptoms. So we go to the doctor the next day. My blood sugar was seven hundred and fifteen. I think. One hundred's normal. So. Whoa. Yeah. Because my mom's diabetic, so I know oh, these yeah. terms. So she's type two. So since I was a little kid, I've been translating. You know, the Mexican kid goes to the doctor. So I'm learning all these terms. I'm like, fuck. So anybody who's diabetic, seven hundred though. To, yeah, Damn. that no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> seven fifteen. You're like, you, you should probably be in a coma. Yeah, you should be admitted right away. <laughs> yeah, luckily I was eighteen, and you know, generally healthier than that. Um, so yeah, I started insulin shots the next day. Jesus. Gained six pounds that day in fluids, just being you know in the hospital. And I, I know you've done a lot of work with the diabetes foundations and like there's kids that look up to you. One of them being, uh, I found a picture of a kid that was in Anaheim. Um, he's now p- pitching in college. Yeah. Uh, Justin, he's pitching at... Uh, I haven't kept in contact with him, but I... But I found a story where, you did, where he yeah. was 12. That kid said, I want to pitch in college. He ended up, he's pitching at St. Mary's now. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I took a picture with him when he was like eight. Yeah, you know, and like <laughs> he's in college that now. you see, like you have that influence on not just kids, but kids who are probably like, hey, you can't play sports because you have a pump. Hey, because you can't do this, you can't do that, right? Like you see that role that you have for them. Yeah, it's more the parents, to be honest. Like really? parents are really protective. Um, they they feel like you know they can't let their kids go out and play, and you kind of just encourage them that way. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough disease, and and you got to be on top of things, but. You also want to let them, you know, kids be kids and let them and let them. So let through, them do throughout it. your career, how many surgeries have you had? Two. two. Luckily, just the two. I mean, okay. I've, I've spent, you know, off and on a lot of time on the DL, but the the, the shoulder and the elbow this year. Yeah. Damn. So now like? now now we fast forward though to your time in LA and holy crap, you go to from San Diego, obviously beautiful city, not winning so much, and then. Sign a minor league deal with the Dodgers, spend some time in in the minors, and then you come up and bam, you're you're right in the middle of things, and now you're exper- experiencing Hollywood, you know. And this this team is the city lives and dies by the Dodgers, you know. And Showtime Dodgers, they were <laughs> they were good, man. Yeah, I, I went in, I went into a team that was hot and good, and um, and you got hot, and then next thing you know, bam, you know. I mean, you're part of you know another one of my good friends. Uh, uh, Justin Turner, who was a roommate of mine in Cape Cod. That's really? crazy. <laughs> well, he was your roommate in college. Yeah. And he was your roommate in the Cape Cod League. Yeah. That's crazy. And then you both. And, the, and then obviously you're you're part of the freaking walk off home run off John Lackey. And I mean, how was that? How how's you're going through that and you 
I mean, you're just like, what the fuck? You know, what, where am I right now? Yeah, it was a, it was a crazy year. Like you said, I signed a minor league deal with them. Um, that was the season. So the first full season after, or the second season, I guess, after my shoulder surgery. And I knew right away, like first ball thrown in spring training, that shit was going to be different. Like I felt strong. It was coming out. It was good. My, uh, my first live BP um, was against Andre Ethier, and my shit was coming out the way it used to, and I don't think he talked to me the rest of spring training. Because <laughs> uh, I, was, I was giving it, you know? I, yeah, I had to make yeah, the team. Yeah. Like, I was going from day one, so um, I, thought I, I thought I should have made the team, but baseball, you know, they had guys without options, and, you know, they, I, and I was on a minor league deal, so I understood. Um, I was there for two months. They called me May, up May 28th. And like we talked about, I, I, the deal was, you know, I, I had my opt-out coming up. They, they asked me to sign like a waiver because I had enough big league time where your options go away. They can't option you anymore. So I had to sign a waiver to give them one of my options. That was the okay. deal. Like, hey, we're going to call you up, but you need to give us your options. So I went up uh, and was there like a week. I had five or six scoreless appearances. And they sent me back down for 10 days. Can't say I was too happy about that. And uh, yeah, you can. <laughs> you're not with them anymore. But no, I was pissed. <laughs> I, I should have stayed, man. Yeah, I was pissed. I was motherfucking them the whole way to the airport. Um, hey, there was a lot of fans, especially one of them right here. <laughs> What's up, Marco? Yeah, I I never thought I'd be. You know, I was. You know, guys take their two or three days or whatever you get when you get sent down. Like uh, I always thought, like, ah, oh, why don't you just report? You know, like whatever, just. No, you took keep those going. Three like, days. Yeah, fuck that. I <laughs> I went up to Seattle with Lily and chilled out for a couple of days. I mean, you understand um, it's a business, but at the same time, you're like, fuck, they didn't score against. Yeah, me. yeah, like, but they I were cool about it. it when I got there. They said like, look, like we want to have you back. Like, don't blow it out when you're back in in AAA. Like, we're just gonna pitch you like once every three days, keep you in shape. You're gonna be back. So ten days down there, I went back up and um, you know was with them the rest of the year. What was it like uh, pitching in the World Series? Because there's a lot of Dodger fans that are listening, and they're like, we're there, but they don't understand what it's like when you're on the damn field. I mean, I was there game six, yeah. game seven, and you're just like, wow. Like, to it's me, a, it was more special because I knew him, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't necessarily we about it. I took necessarily the picture of you rooting, and your wife, and you were like, Like, for Whoa. the Dodgers or for the Astros, but I was just there, and I'm like, fuck. Like, look how far this guy's come, you know, from obviously being successful with Toronto Blue Jays, and then now he's pitching in the World Series, and obviously pitching every game and the funny thing is uh he's the second pitcher to pitch in uh all games all or seven, seven games, games in the world series and the pitching and coach, we know uh, daryl daryl knows i mean he coaches with the toronto blue jays he's he's the other one so they, that that's pretty crazy that it just happened to be two guys that obviously we know yeah i don't want to get into like oh what happened here what what the second guessing all that other stuff. So forget that like important stuff how many people asked you for tickets for that series <laughs> Not that many. Oh, okay. To be honest, um, they know not to I don't. I, yeah, I don't. I don't remember having to Damn, turn anybody away. Um, Damn, you should have called him. I know. I should have. I should have. Yeah, I think I offered tickets to a couple of people oh. actually, but that didn't. <laughs> that uh, didn't end up coming. Um, You're like, I have four. Yeah, I, I had some. You know, I had my family down, of course, and it's it's really hard to give tickets away. Of course. During that, because there was there's only a certain amount allotted. You got to have them in, like. Day, that was like a, a couple days before that, that year, different. though, was your first experience of the playoffs, right? Yeah, first time in your in career. Playoffs. Yeah, yeah. 
So we, I mean, I had my my family to every single game throughout the playoffs. Like flew them everywhere and and did everything. So even it, the I road. Mean, oh yeah, that's cool. That's real cool. So everybody's asking you. They're bugging you. Or not everybody, but you have this. But I don't like when I went down there as a reporter for Game Seven. I'm like, fuck. There are way too many people here. Like just on the field, everybody's like, get out of the way. It's yeah, feels filled with stuff they got. You know, the Fox tent there, the MLB Network tent there. Um, just a whole different world. I feel. I mean, I was. Yeah, like but I, said, I mean, you asked what it's like. Honestly, the 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 butterflies were pregame and like the the most butterflies were like when you're on the line and doing like the whole opening day thing again and there's flyovers and all that shit that's when you have the butterflies when you get your name called and you start playing catch in the bullpen like that kind of goes away i mean yeah you have the adrenaline but i wouldn't say i felt nervous i also think i did a good job preparing myself as in like keep it calm Cool, calm, you know, collected. Yeah, going into the <laughs> going into the playoffs, just like knowing that I was going to have so much extra adrenaline to like. Well, when you have not add a hundred in your back pocket, you're just and you have a fucking nasty ass slider. You know, it makes it easy. <laughs> I, I don't. Why are you looking at I know, me? I don't my, know that. I know no, Mar- Mar- Marco is uh, um, in love with your slider, man. I mean, and uh, he's yeah, always cool. he's like, "Hey, Brandon Morrow slider, man. I wonder how he holds it." It's not bad. <laughs> it's we'll, not we'll, bad. We'll, we'll connect Marco to the rep soda. We'll figure it all out right there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm on the edge, Tronic. Yeah, the edge, exactly. So when you when you talk about standing on that line, I know you probably don't remember this, but what do you do? Do you look at your family, or do you just look at the crowd? Because you it seems like you're just one of the get the hell out of here. Right? Yeah, you can't you can't find your family. There's too many people around. You know the general yeah. area. But even when there's not that many people in the stands, it's still hard it's to hard, find yeah, people. Yeah. So that what do you look at? For. You just wave and that's it, and you're like, "Get the camera out of my face." Oh yeah, when they go down, you're just yeah. gonna, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do whatever. Tip your cap you tip or whatever cap. your thing is. I mean, some yeah. guys have a whole dance routine. You know, yeah, sure, yeah. But some yeah, guys you, are blowing <laughs> kisses or whatever they do. Yeah, you just give the tip and you're like, "That's it." Let's go. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't love the camera, so I yeah, don't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys get a ring for that too, right? Yeah, we got a ring. It's yeah. pretty sweet. I mean, it's it's the consolation prize, but. It's oh, nice for winning the West, you. I mean, for, for winning the, the National League, the National League, National League Championship ring. Okay, I, I'd still rather have the Chihuahua ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least, I mean, at least I wasn't I wasn't with the team when they won it all, but I'm still looking for that picture. Like, <laughs> so there, all right. Do you get a, a World Series bonus? I know you get a playoff bonus, but yeah, you get a you World get a you get the uh, losers share. Oh, actually, rolled by. There's the picture of uh, me and my family on the. Oh, Cover that's the day you got drafted? From draft day. From draft day, yeah. Oh, well, you know what? That's gonna, you're setting us up for yeah, we have a segment on the show. It's called Let's Go Down Memory Lane. So I'm going to show you the picture. I'm going to describe it. We have a couple other ones I have for you. But this is the one. Your draft day. It says Seattle selects Cal right-hander Morrow with his first pick. And who's the woman holding you? My mom on the left. My grandmother on the right. You have, like, they have the biggest smile. And you have the... I don't know what the fuck. Oh, uh, is going yeah, probably on. in shock. Yeah. <laughs> Were you in shock when you got drafted? Um, yeah, like we talked about. I don't. I don't. I not in shock. I mean, I knew it was coming, but you know, feels different. All right. So from that picture, now I'm going to show Snides you. Another, was about five minutes later. Yeah, I'm going to show you another <laughs> picture, and you just describe exactly what you see. Your first reaction. Here you go. This is a let's go down memory lane with Brandon Morrow. Oh. Pre pre beard <laughs> against the brick wall and it's your uh, rookie card. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's a long time ago. <laughs> this is rookie little car, less, Brandon Little Laurel. less meat on the bones. Yeah, you had a Nike glove. I, I Not too one. much more now, though. I got a good one for this segment for here. Uh, you got, oh, you ready? All right, hold on. Record, uh, the uh, autograph that they have on the rookie card, is that really the autograph or is that just a machine? Um, that is probably so when you're a prospect or whatever, you can sign deals with the, tra- with the trading card companies for signatures and they, sign, they send you. I only did it once because it's terribly annoying and um, awful to do. They send you a pack, so I had to sign 3,000 little stickers shut up oh yeah, yeah. That's a true story and true i'm story. sure i'm sure ricky did it yeah. it's the worst like because normally like on a baseball card you can sign and it doesn't matter where it goes yeah. you have to be neat within the sticker and your signature just goes to shit after your hand hurts you 500 yeah it's terrible i mean it takes you weeks to do it no way so but they pay you like i forget what i got but i mean Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, no, it's like two bucks a signature. Oh, three times I mean, two, that's a lot of math. All right. <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, you're making nice when money you're off it. When you're 18 years old and, or 19? And I wasn't, you know, I mean, I think it was for that when I did it. I think I was in the minor leagues when I did that, and then they were able to put them on a major hey. league rookie card. But it's like some, guy, some guys, some guys I remember getting like five bucks a signature doing yeah, those things. And they, Travis. And they, they, would, they would sign <laughs> a lot of them. You had to do the same thing, Rick? Yeah. Right, well, back to your autograph. Did you practice your autograph as a little kid? No. No? Rick? But my, my autograph no. did no. evolve. I mean, I used to loop my D on the yeah. Brandon. Right, that, the Ricky card says Brandon all spelled out, Brandon Moore yeah, all it's night. Yeah, still, it's still readable. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not just a B and M and then done? No. Okay. I'm sure by the end of that 3,000, it was just B and M. You got a picture I can, from I, can, I, I can I got see. it right here. You ready? All right, here we go. Bam. Right, let's go down memory lane. We're Brandon yeah, Moore. Yeah, hey, that's a good one. That's... <laughs> Actually, probably right after I lost the no hitter. Yeah. It's oh, you had the same picture. I had the one same of the, one. One of the one of the greatest games I ever. Travis, were you there? Yeah. Um, one of the greatest games I've ever witnessed in person. Seventeen strikeouts in one game. Um, came a an out away from a no hitter. Uh, Evan Longoria was the the hitter, right? And that's the picture, right? Yeah. I think right after Longo hit the the base hit. Down the second base, hundred hoppers through the hole there. Yeah, hundred hoppers. Molina's obviously he's kind of laughing and it was uh, Butterfield's fault. I still give him shit. Brian Butterfield's our third base coach now and <laughs> with the Chicago Cubs, but also our third base coach at the time, and he does all the defensive. Uh, Do you still give him shit? You still give him shit? I've mentioned it a couple times. <laughs> See, if you would have analytics, the rap soda would have told you to shift. It. Well, he had <laughs> he had uh, Aaron Hill shifted up behind second base, and it was a. Uh, you know, slapped into the hole no. between first and second. See, too much technology. 17 punches, though, too man. Much. It was a good pitch. It so was just a fastball down and away, maybe a little bit off the you plate. You struck out 17 that game. And what inning did you lose a no-hitter? Two outs in the ninth. Two, yeah, an out within – out of I mean, yeah, it was two outs. Yeah, two outs, yeah, two outs in the ninth. I don't know. I, I can't remember how – I know I walked Zobrist in the inning. I think I had two walks in the game. I walked Zobrist in the ninth as part of that um, – I forget who else I got out that, but then uh, struck out uh, Dan Johnson to end it. After I've I never been up. so nervous for a game, man. I mean, and I what wasn't even. It was a one nothing game. We too. didn't even want to move. They put them, you didn't want to move because uh, you know you have the whole same seats yeah. and stuff like that, and don't say anything. And my hands were sweating. Uh, I remember Sean Markham was right next to me, and we were just like, 
oh my god were you guys talking about it this is gonna happen like well i mean you're just thinking in your head nobody was talking it's just so quiet in the dugout everyone's kind of just looking around just like are we really watching you, you this know right now? It. it was that one fan who moved <laughs> in, like, in Seattle. No, it was watching. Brian Butterfield. We'll, we'll Brian keep blaming Butterfield. it. That's what they like, <laughs> keep blaming Butter. No, I'll, like when people are like, don't tweet about a no hitter. Fuckers, they can't read your yeah, damn tweets. Nah, They're on the field. Nah. Oh, there's going. Here's a uh, here's a jersey from my time in yes, El Paso. The Chihuahuas. Yeah. Oh man, see. <laughs> that's the that's the worst and greatest jersey of this all time. The 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 minor that's the minor leagues for you. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> The minor league, they had a full chest, blown <laughs> full chest up photo chihuahua. quality of uh, Chico the Chihuahua. Yeah, I mean, you might have been drafted chest. six overall. You might have gone to the World Series, whatever. You got a Chico ring. That's I got a Chico ring. Managed. We'll find it. And we also have this other thing where we tell guests, or we have our guests, what would you tell 18-year-old Brandon Morrow? Or what do you wish somebody would have told you when you were 18, advice-wise? <sighs> See, we always get people. It's good. Huh, yeah, yeah, so yeah good, that's, good. that's tough. to th- Calm down. Probably, or that would be like twenty-two-year-old Brandon Morrow when I made <laughs> when I made the major leagues. I guess um, I was kind of a a little bit erratic those first couple of years we're leaving. Um, yeah, I mean that's but what that I kind would, of applies to life too, right? Just to calm down, yeah, relax. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I do a lot better when my heart rate's a bit lower, and that that goes along with like I told you um, leading into the playoffs in the World Series, just like. Adrenaline's gonna be there. Don't don't build it up too much. I remember being out there, you know, my first year, heart pounding. You know, you got the ball in your hand. You're facing Alex Rodriguez with two on and two out. I struck him out that time, but what's up, Alex? Were you <laughs> at J Lo? <laughs> Shoo. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's, there's definitely times where it didn't work out either. I remember uh, my the the first time I pitched in Wrigley, I uh, and I hadn't actually gone back that I pitched in Wrigley in 07 and I didn't pitch there again until 2018 when I signed with the Cubs but um the bullpens were still down the lines at that point now they're they're underneath behind left and right field um I think I airmailed a couple almost hit the base coach I went in it was June and it would have been Jeff Weaver was having a tough start to the year and I think it would have been his first win in June and I walked in two guys and just uh, felt I honestly felt like crying when I came <laughs> out and it was just you know so that's what I would tell that guy hey man that being in bullpen is not an easy job man I mean those guys they're different they're built differently you know and their mentality is just different when you're a starter you're able to control the game you're able to establish pitches but when you're when you're a reliever and you got to come in you gotta get the job done right there and then you know there's no holding back and it's you got to be ready when you uh See your career, you progress. You said you were thrown in the 80s in high school. You get the, the growth, the muscles, everything else. The first time you threw 100 and they told you, what would you think? I didn't believe him. <laughs> it was actually my best friend uh, in the entire world from high school. Uh, Josh Tambo was behind uh, on the gun at Long Beach. He went to Long Beach State at a high school and um, was on the gun, and he came and told me after the game. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like no <laughs> chance. I was throwing that hard. Like I've never heard myself hitting above, you know, 95, I guess, but you know, 99 seems like a different world when, when you're at that but level. But 100 just like, yeah, <laughs> you, you had to puff a little bit, right? But that wasn't a hundred. Oh, it wasn't a hundred. No, he told me it was, I hit 99, like seven times in the game. So shit. Well, you know, round up, 
we can get there. Yeah, they didn't have percentage points on or uh, <laughs> decimal points on it, so it could have been a ninety nine point nine or something. Yeah. Here you go. So you throw ninety nine point. You ever throw ninety nine, Rick? Hell no. <laughs> didn't even come close. Ricky's got that sink though. Yeah. <laughs> had it. Had it. Had it. Had it. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's doing a podcast now. He's, he's, he's to that. You're, do you do you social media? Are you active on it? I have social media. I don't. Uh, I don't spend a whole lot of time on it unless it's going against uh, JP. If you're going against him, we're all in. We all love it. We love the guy. He's an easy target. He is, right? Because there's there's people who are like your teammates or people you grew up with that no matter what, you can go after them and they're going to come back and you just don't know, right? You've got to have that, especially in baseball, all the damn time you guys are on the show. I've gone out of my way to, to. Tweeted JP a couple times. <laughs> I, I like it. I, I think, wish I could, but there's something. Yeah, I, I think I think a good one. But, and we weren't. I don't think we were teammates anymore at this time. He was tweeting about gun control, like he was gonna be. <laughs> oh, like fuck. he was gonna be Superman. Like, like if if I was at if I was at a cafe, you know, and and I had and I was carrying my gun, I would do everything I could to protect everybody around me and. You know, I, I oh, wait, 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 something about. I remember because he I was tweeted like, something oh, he's about the, NRA, the statistic you know? about if you own a gun, you're so much more likely to shoot yourself than like an assailant <laughs> or something. And <laughs> told him to be safe. <laughs> you know, if somebody breaks in your house or you own a gun, you're actually like you know like 500 percent more likely to shoot yourself than somebody breaking into your house. So, man. Something See, like I told that. you. What up, JP? <laughs> See, whatever book he was reading, he figured it out. Yeah. So, uh, Brandon Morrow, what's your social media? Uh, Twitter. Go, you don't forget I, it. We I, say, just go find it, people. It's not that yeah, hard. There you go. Google. Yeah, yeah. Google. They got search menus in there. Exactly. If you guys want to do that, if you want to learn how to throw 100, call Ricky. He'll teach you. Yeah. Right. Right. Twitter was big in Toronto, though, when we first, yeah. when we first started. Yeah, I mean, it. we were kind of. You guys were ahead of it. Yeah. It was. Uh, um, it was like 2011, maybe, yeah, when, I, when I got on. Snyder's Those guys were on kinda, Travis, who's going to come on in this podcast after, um, he was kind of the one, one of the ones that started with the, with the Twitter, me, myself, uh, or myself, him, and JP, and a few other guys, and then obviously... These guys more, wrote me into it. Yeah. Now, but you also, like, get into it with your political views, and, all, and we're not going to get into here, but, like, you like expressing and engaging with people that are... In, Kind of intelligent, right? Like, yeah, you, I did. You I don't, backed, you don't go I backed off. I backed off a little bit. <laughs> oh, did you recently? But I mean, I wasn't. Tra- I wasn't like calling people out. No, or no, anything. no. You I weren't like running for known, Congress you know? or anything like that. Yeah, but when like, you know, the that uh, was the Access Hollywood tape tape came out during yeah. the 2016 election and Trump saying, "Oh, that's just locker room talk," and you know all that bullshit. I, you know, I'm, of course, I put out there that you know that's fucking worse than anything else. I've ever heard in a locker room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Grab them by the pussy. Like, you don't hear people talking like that in a locker room. Like, sorry, man. <laughs> Brandon, uh, we appreciate it, man. We, we thank, thank you for, uh, for, for joining us. I mean, it's pretty special to be able to have you on this, obviously. Yeah, Ricky was saying, we got to get moral. Yeah, we got to get moral. And, and I'm like, heck yeah. I mean, we, we really no, I'm glad it. you guys were out here, man. Makes, yeah, it, yeah. makes it easy. Well, that's the thing. We, we, we're doing we're going to wait till you came to L.A., but then I was like, nah, we'll, we'll just go to him. Oh, no, we'll, we'll do part two <laughs> when he comes to L.A. We'll, we'll have JP as a surprise. Yeah, we might have to. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> we'll do like 20 minutes with him, and all of a sudden, J- JP walks in with his NRA jacket or something. <laughs> <laughs> Random, I appreciate JP you as always. Cuban man. Cowboy. Thank, thank you, man. <laughs>